The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 3rd of May. Yes, you heard right, 3rd of May. We've actually left April and entered May. The time is now 10 o'clock and uh, you are tuned into Mother's Planet and I'm your host, Anilam. On Mother's Planet, uh, there's always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. Um, I hope you have all enjoyed the week and... Um, try to get back into the school runs and school routines. I know I'm still struggling getting up and getting the kids to school on time, so we're, we're cutting it by the skin of our teeth getting in. And, and, and the weather's teasing us because we're having glimpses of sunshine and then and then the rain comes. So we are being blessed with a lot of rain. Um, uh, in the studio today, I also have two lovely guests. I'm just going to make sure I've got the right mics on. Um, I have Sister Shana and Sister Kulsoom. Assalamualaikum, ladies. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you? It's, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, it's good. I wish it was nicer outside, but oh, no. you know. Yeah. It reflects on the mood, doesn't it? <laughs> when the weather's like this, you think, oh, you know, and then and then when it's sunny, you just really want to, my energy's different. I know. I, um, I have zero motivation in this weather. I managed to do the gardening and the housework and cook and everything when the sun's out. I, yeah. think, I think actually the weather's quite nice, but maybe uh, that's just me. <laughs> you're on I your don't own th- there. I don't think, I don't Get think out. <laughs> It's just no. Um, it's not cold, but it's but wet. it is. It's a hit and miss. And it's, it's, it's a hit yeah. and miss. So one minute yeah. it's sunny and one minute it's not. But it's not cold. No, it's not cold. And that's the only thing I don't like. And, uh, and that's the confusing cold. thing because mm. it's not cold, and you have to wear protective clothing because you're going to get wet. So you think, well, how do what do I wear? How do I dress? How do the kids dress? And the kids are continuously. Con- my my girls have gone into school with their summer dresses, but their big rain winter jackets just to keep them I'm covered. So, so glad it, just, it wasn't. My daughter came out of school yesterday in her summer dress yeah with an anorak yeah and fluffy earmuffs uh, and i was like that is a combination all you need is flip-flops it'd be perfect <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. very confused there yeah so we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in luton and surrounding areas we're also live on the inspire fm web page where you can listen to us via tune in uh we are live on the camera on facebook uh so there's plenty of ways to tune into the show today um if you do um miss out on the show today we are actually repeated and i'm told this is up and running now uh we are repeated on saturday mornings from 11 o'clock so you can listen in and catch up with the show then um if you do want to join in today's discussion uh sister kulsoom is going to share the numbers to contact us on sure give us a t- uh, call on 01582481822 or you can text us in on 0779481822 Double two. Thank you. Oh, I Thank you. I know you did. You did well there. Yes. Um, okay. So as always, I like to uh, kick my show off with a couple of headlines that um, is interesting to us mothers. Uh, these are taken from uh, the BBC Online Health News. So. Um, how to help your child eat healthy. So across the UK, record numbers um, of children are increasing with obesity, um, but one city appears to have bucked the trend. Um, Figures presented at an obesity conference suggest that Leeds has managed to reduce child obesity rates by 6.4%. 
Um, and a key part of what they're doing is um, focusing on preschool children and offering parent classes as to how to encourage their children to be healthy. So mm. they're, they're teaching parents uh, how to prepare healthy snacks. And one of the things that I liked was um, they're actually saying that if your child refuses to eat it, don't give in, just continuously force it, keep reintroducing it. Because I think we can get sucked in with that if they don't yeah, like something. I, 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 it's not the forcing. I think if you just keep reintroducing it and keep it there as an option. Yeah. And they, at some point, they'll think, yeah. okay, let's try it again. Yeah. So it's not forcing as such. Yeah. I, I meant as in reintroducing yeah. it so that they, if they say no, don't think, okay, that's a vegetable that's out the window. Can't can't do that one again and keep... If you keep seeing it and they try it a few times, so it's with Hopefully, anything really. Yeah. If you try it a few times, your taste buds kind of... Oh, okay. I'm a bit of a dragon mum as well, I have to be honest. <laughs> I'm the kind of mum that's like, well, if you don't eat that, there's nothing else to eat, sorry. So oh. you'll eat that or you'll starve. Yeah. Really mean, no. but they eat it eventually because yeah. they realise, well, actually, no, I'm not going to get that yoghurt in the fridge that <laughs> I want, really want to eat if I don't yeah. eat this. So there's kind of like um, that kind of harshness to be nice to you. Yeah. I think that's actually really good though. It's hard to be nice. I think, I think that's the same. It's cruel to be kind. It's cruel to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't remember the saying there. Um, and the next headline is dementia. This one's quite sad actually. The greatest health challenge of our time is dementia. Dementia is... Um, uh, the, the charity Alzheimer's Research UK has warned that it's the fastest growing um, uh, illness um, and it's one that actually cannot be completely treated. So um, the reason uh, they're saying that it's, it's today somebody is diagnosed with it every three seconds. Can Whoa. you believe that? Every oh, that's three really seconds, yeah. We don't know the cause of that, do we? No, and actually uh, when I read on further in the article it said that... Um, uh, people are living longer so mm. because yeah, of that, that. Um, uh, one of the highest um, risk factors of dementia is age mm. so if people are living longer they're actually finding that their um, their brains are not keeping up with yeah. it as well so that they're deteriorating get those nuts in people if you can I know yeah <laughs> oh, I find it so sad it's really sad because I feel that you know we're not as communities, we're not equipped to deal with that. Yeah. We don't know enough mm. about it. And I think there definitely should be more resources And it's available. not easy to deal with it. I mean, mm. my husband's grandmother who lives with us has dementia and it's really, really it's tough. It's quite an emotional journey. Yeah, because, you know, like, you're seeing someone deteriorate in front of you who's yeah. perfectly healthy, but actually yeah. she's not able to kind of really even converse or, or yeah. has the desire to converse because she's mm. forgetting everything and it becomes quite stressful for them and for everybody else around them. Mm. And we're just not, we're not equipped to deal with it. And, you know, for, uh, you know, I know a lot of Muslim families choose to look after their elderly themselves. So, yeah. And we, we aren't trained, yeah. you know, to cope with something as complex as dementia. And I think there definitely needs to be more resources available yeah, to families totally to be able yeah. to deal with both the practical side of things but also yeah. kind of like the emotional turmoil. Mm -hmm. I, th I totally agree with you. I think the emotional turmoil because um, my next door neighbour, her sister, and they're the only two living sisters and um, she suffers, is suffering from early stages of dementia and she'll phone her up and just start shouting at her and mm -hmm. saying things and then phone her again and tell her how she's the best sister ever. Mm -hmm. And it's for my neighbour, it's very hard to cope with emotionally because she says, I know she means well. So it's finding that but balance. But at that age, she doesn't need that extra stress yeah. as well. So it's having someone in but the middle to train her it's because not in it's her. been an emotional journey. Yeah. But yes, also, you know, that's something that... Um,
I think we could probably try and put out to the Luton listeners um, uh, if we could uh, try and address this issue, or maybe I can address it in a, in a future show, inshallah. So, but in today's show, we are going to be looking at how to prepare ourselves for the beautiful, blessed month we are about to, that's about to bestow on us next week, uh, Ramadan. So the month is very short-lived, and it's really important that we try to do... Um, the best that we can um, up our game a little bit um, because it's we at the start of it we will have panics thinking sleep food how are we going to do it and then before we know it we blink and the months come to an end um, I actually get really sad towards the end of the month yeah I, I do think a lot yeah. of people get emotional yeah. because it's just like wow it's you know we were so worried about it how we were going to do it and it's actually been really easy or you know it's been a nice calm blessed month and then all of a sudden it's just going and that's it it's like having visitors in your house though isn't yeah. it when they come over to stay you, you might panic for a little while but whereas they're leaving you, you think, get oh, emotional you know? yeah. yeah so the house will be too quiet now i don't yeah yeah, yeah. it's just a um, there's something in the air about ramadan it's just yeah. um well, for Muslims across the world, it's a, an <coughs> opportunity to cleanse their body and mind, which is exactly what I wanted to discuss today about um, preparing ourselves for Ramadan from an internal and um, external perspective. So how we are going to get ready for it um, internally and how we're going to get rid of it around the house uh, externally. But before I uh, head into the discussion, I actually wanted to um, give a definition of uh, Ramadan. Um, this is from Wikipedia, um, and I think it's not a bad definition, actually. For Wikipedia, so, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I was quite shocked. I thought, why would you go on that? I, I think it's actually not so bad. Well, I thought it's nice to get a different perspective of what, how we, because I will ask you ladies in a moment what Ramadan is for you, but according to Wikipedia, it is one of the five pillars of Islam in which Muslims observe fasting from dawn to sunset. It's a time of spiritual reflection, improvement and increased devotion in worship. So I think that's quite a nice um, thing because yeah, yeah. that is something that we... Um, we will do yeah. so. Well I done, think Wikipedia, you got it right there. <laughs> I think a lot of things, a lot of people think, oh, it's just about not eating, and it's not, not yeah. about not well, eating. Mm, yeah. You know, it's about connecting spiritually. Yeah. Um, and fasting is just a small element mm. of it, mm. although it's, it seems like it's such a big mm. element. But it's, it's it's your mind, it's inside, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I so that there's massive misconceptions as well in terms of um, mm. obviously a lot of my family are not Muslim, mm. so. Mm there's that well you know why do you have to starve yourself to experience the pain of the poor can't you just give to charity and I kind of think well first of all we don't fast to to experience what it's like to be impoverished because um well <laughs> this is not the reason is it that's a benefit of course of fasting mm. the, of the fast itself is that you do kind of get to experience what it is like to feel hunger but it isn't it isn't about the hunger and it isn't about not eating and I think that when you have that conversation you break it down and actually what I'm doing is I'm taking away everything that uh, that Allah has said is halal for me, mm. away from myself, and that means I get to concentrate on what I really, really need to be doing. Mm. Because we can all sit in front of the TV and eat popcorn and mm. and you know and and do all the things that we're allowed to do, and then when suddenly you don't have the time or the ability to do that, it really forces you to kind of reflect on the things you should be doing mm. and ch or changing about yourself. Mm. Um, and when you ha kind of have that kind of conversation, it's oh. Okay then, but mm -hmm. I think for a lot of us it's easy just to explain what we do rather than yeah. kind of why we're doing that. Yeah. yeah, and I think when you're not, when you are fasting, it teaches you so many things that are so small that you don't realise, like mm. patience and mm. trying to better yourself. You know, yeah. um, you're you might make the little more effort on not to do that. Okay, don't 
don't talk behind anyone's back. Mm. Oh, no, yeah, I don't want to think negative. Very true. These little, little things yeah. we try not to do in Ramadan, which we should be doing throughout the year, Generally. but we don't because yeah. humans. we're just yeah. humans. <laughs> yeah. you know? But this one month is the, is, the, is the attempt to better yourself, whether it's to leave your cigarettes or whether it's your yeah. eating habits or whether it's your internal habits. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a start for the rest of the year. Kind of maybe think of it stepping as a boost stone, or yeah. it's a stepping stone, you mm. know. But hopefully, inshallah, when you come out of this one month, you are a little bit better than you were. Mm. Maybe I don't a know month what before. the saying is, but um, it takes how long for the mind? Is it is it six? Is it a week, seven days, ten days of you just need to put yourself in a training mode and then the body's automatically adopted to that way of doing something. I'll tell you what's something. really, really so uh, breaking a amazing, habit. amazing is we try to go on diets and we try to yeah. not eat something. You know, you tell me not to eat this kajur and that like, you've lovely brought oh, me yeah. in today. You yeah. tell me not to eat that and I'll eat it. Mm. And I can't not eat it. But you tell me I'm, I'm I tell you I'm fasting and you know what you don't even want to eat yeah. it the, the urge is not even there it's just yeah. mentally that's it yeah and we can do that I know. because we're not doing it for ourselves we're doing it for the sake of allah yeah you know so this this month is purely purely for ourselves yeah. to better ourselves mm. in any way that you can yeah we've had yeah. a really nice um text come in um earlier on when i was talking about um children um uh, encouraging children to eat good uh, food. Um, uh, Shazia has texted in saying, leave fruit and good foods laying around. The more they are surrounded with good foods, they're more likely to binge on actually good That's food. True. That's true. So she's only learned over time, force feeding actually doesn't work. So your child will just not it has eat. to be their choice. Yeah, and the added extra pressure is just not needed. And um, she's also said for her, Ramadan is a time to self-reflect and detox our bodies as well as our souls. Yeah. Which is lovely. Thank you very much for your text and that's very true it's i like the way you were saying that when you're fasting you're conscious of things that i mustn't do this i mustn't do that and mm. you your soul is all automatically getting cleansed because you're staying away from those things that are forbidden mm. so yeah so um, um i know that shana is uh, doing some very positive work in in the community in the month of ramadan and um i just wanted her to shed a little bit of light on that because i think it's a fantastic thing and i'm not sure if the luton community is actually fully aware of something like this going on so how long have you been doing this and how how explain uh, I've, left the, <laughs> I've left the listeners hanging now so you really have to explain okay him. so for the past three years i i alongside um a group a lady muslim women's group based in newton called lantern mm -hmm. have been organizing friday iftars for mm -hmm. ladies and, and children in the community and it kind of came out of um I'm newly married, but mm. when I became Muslim, obviously I lived alone. Mm. Um, I had young children. So, you know, much of my Ramadan was spent in isolation, which is, you know, in some ways very, very good because yeah. you get to focus on all the right things, but very, very lonely, yeah. very, very isolating. Um, and also, you know, as you can imagine, if you've just got your children that you fed earlier in the day, you end up having things like cocoa pops for yeah. your iftar <laughs> yeah. because you just can't be bothered uh. at the end of it all. Um, and I kind of... You know, I was blessed to have very good friends. I was blessed to kind of, I don't know, like that isolation to some extent. Yeah. But I know for a lot of women yeah. um, in various situations, not just converts, but also, you know, uh, women who live away from family, who are mm. studying, um, women who are divorced. There, there are mm. a multitude of reasons why someone might be opening their fast alone. And I, f I know for a lot of those women, 
you know, they really needed a space to come together. So that yeah. was kind of like the incentive for organising something. And it kind of, you know, alhamdulillah, just took off. Yeah. It became this thing. I mean, we were originally a team of three. Wow. And we were feeding 150 people. Wow, and, you know, alhamdulillah, the, the sponsorship money just came you know yeah. we asked around and people you know put things forward and yeah. you know we had friends who worked in different halls and they <coughs> okay I can well I'll help you with the space and mm. you know and things like that so we had a lot of support mm. um and now you know we're at the point where we're in our fourth year I believe oh, alhamdulillah <coughs> and you know it, the support is still there and it's yeah. and as a project it's growing so the it's every Friday mm-hmm. in Ramadan, and the final Friday of Ramadan, we mm. do an interfaith um, event. Okay. So we invite other women from other communities into our space. Oh, wow. okay. um, oh, around good. 300 women in total, with with Muslim women, yeah. and um, we kind of myth bust about Ramadan. We have yeah. performances from other Muslim women, yeah. and it's just a really nice opportunity for other people to really share in the spirit, yeah. you know, of Ramadan and what we've all been talking about. Because I think that. Um, I mean, there are plenty of, of other events going on. There's the mm. big iftar, and, mm. but there's something beautiful about a women's only space, yeah. um, you know, and women coming together <coughs> because I think it's in our very <coughs> nature. Mm. You know, communities have always thrived mm. because women yeah. come together and support each other. So, yeah, yeah so Alhamdulillah, yeah. fourth year coming now. So um, keep a look out on our Facebook page okay, or our Twitter. Is this, is this in the same venue each time or in a different venue? We've had to change venues, um, but the, the three... The three um, iftar, ladies iftars mm-hmm. will be in the same venue. And then the fourth interface one, we need a larger venue for now. Um, wow, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but if you keep an <clears throat> look out on our Facebook page and on our Twitter, mm-hmm. it's Lantern Luton. Lantern Luton. We'll be putting out a poster, hopefully, inshallah, earlier, later on today. Okay. And there will be an event bright please book because obviously yes you have people turning up and we don't have enough space because we have we do have a yeah. limited capacity we can't oh, you know, I think that's brilliant. but yeah. It, yeah it's really great and you know it, it's helped me as a individual yeah and i'm really and blessed to be ladies in a position can bring their children yes yes, yes uh, is there can. any age limit to the children or um with I would just say boys under twelve okay. to be to be honest, because yeah, yeah. I know a lot of women would would find perhaps find that uncomfortable if older yeah. boys were coming. Um, but yeah, so other than that, there's kind of no real, um, no real constraints or anything. But mm. I think it's a really it's a something I'm really proud to have been a part of. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, and I've been blessed to be a part of. It benefited me when I was alone. Mm. Now I'm in a massive family, mm. you know, and I'm getting to do that for other women. So yeah. you know, do come along. How lovely it is to, to open your fast but, with yeah. um, a multitude of people. people that must yeah. be so. And lovely. just you know, I think we 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 do. <coughs> and it, it's it's a bad habit of ours, but we do keep trying to tend to keep within our own circles yes, a lot because it's comfortable for yeah, all of us. Yeah. But actually, when you're kind of forced into a space where it's women <coughs> from all different kinds of backgrounds. Yeah. It's, I think it's really, really good and beneficial. A lot of diversity and it and makes you, opens up, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it makes you opens appreciate your Umar, you, yeah. you know, yeah. like how beautiful that really is and what yeah. it looks like. And yeah. you only ever get to see that when In you go to Umrah. Like yeah. You know, when you know. see, wow, the world is so vast and yeah. I'm just this tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah, no, mashallah, it's very good. And um, I, I like the idea because, um, as you said, you know, sitting on your own, um, a lot of people are having iftari on their own and it could be, you know, husbands working away mm. or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, I did have a question about it, but it's slipped my mind now, but it'll come back to me about <laughs> that. So we'll come back to that one. But I think it's fantastic. And that's the question. So how, <laughs> 
how is this funded? So how do you, where does the food come from and how how do you, um, how does it all run? Is there anything as a Luton community, because we are a very giving community, so is there anything that listeners could contribute or I mean at the moment in terms of sponsorship we've we've been blessed to again this every year we put out a message to the community and the Mm -hmm. community alhamdulillah mashallah they give um you know so we ask for sponsorship from local businesses and Mm -hmm. or from individuals it's really it's really you know up to them um to sponsor Mm. either the food or the venue or whatever it is or Mm -hmm. you know at the at the final interfaith event we give like goodie bags with kind of little bits in it with it eid cards and stuff like that so you know we ask for sponsorship for these things and you know alhamdulillah people always give so if you see a lantern message circulating Mm -hmm. please forward it or give what you can honestly nothing is too small you know we we started this from an idea so you know you know that's lovely and it's really grown over the years so you know may it continue Mm -hmm. that way as well i mean Thank you. Uh, So there we go, listeners. Uh, Lantern Luton is the Facebook page that you can go on and get more details on that. So do do go on there and do like the page and um, follow them as well. So thank you, Sakhlashana, for that. Um, So as I said in the show, we are talking about um, internal and external. So I wanted to start with externally, how we uh, prepare ourselves. So one of the questions um, I have here is, um, do you involve children and how do you get the children involved? So uh, when Ramazan comes I really try to decorate the house and prepare the house and say to them this is the time when um, the angels the, you know the shaitan that is locked away so we have the angels surrounding us so we should be in a clean and nice environment so we try to get the house all decorated yeah. so how how I either of you can answer this question or whichever feels I, I am how do you do I, it? I, I do let the children fast and um, not so my little one when he's yeah. only four but my older girl yeah. although I say to her when you're at school you're allowed to drink water water yeah so she she voluntarily said last year mommy i want to fast and i thought to herself they are really long and they're in school so i yeah. said yeah you if you want to you can she said but can i drink water and i said okay but you're not meant to but just because yeah. you're in school just yeah. to encourage it mm. from mm. last year i did allow it uh, but like yourself cleaning your house um wash your prayer mat scent it with a little bit of other yeah. because you know We'd, we only do that once a year well i do that mm. once a year i don't know yeah. if does yeah. it monthly or whatever i do it once a year um Set yourself some targets. Mm. For example, um, you want to finish your Quran this year mm. within Ramadan, maybe two, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah. Um, learning some new surahs or, you know, even some new long-term targets. So you want mm. to do the seed, for example, this year from mm. and by the next Ramadan. Um, do something good for yourself for your Akhira mm. because that's mm. what's going to matter. Mm. And maybe <coughs> that's... Maybe you can start planning that now. Mm. So how do you get your, um, going back to your children, how do you get your children's mindset Ah. into this? Because I think it's very hard to explain to children that what Ramadan is, and my children, (coughs) every time Ramadan comes, when's Eid? So they've not even thought about Eid. I'll tell you what though, you know our our iftar time is very late for children, especially last year, I think it was half nine, 9.35 or something like that it started on. And by that time, children are, I'll definitely sleep but when the children say but we want to do iftar with you yeah. i would say no it's very late but then i wouldn't push them to go to bed i think mm. well if they want to mm. then let them 
So let them be part of it. Let them be part of it. Let them see that you're preparing. Let them see that you sit down and doing your du'as, and Mm. you know, let them see that you are praying because we pray more, Mm. and I we make that effort more. So let them see that, Mm. you know, Mm. Uh, like yourself, decorate your house. I think that's a very good idea Um, because we don't often get to do that. And um, you know, where we live, there's not many um, Muslims on our street, so there's Christmas decorations all the time. So I say to my children, you know, Ramzan and Eid, we will make sure that Mm. we are decorating the house in internally so we've got lights on I've got um they've actually cut out little lanterns and they put them together and you know my house will be crazy but I yeah. you know it's something that they've all got involved in so Shana how how do you how do you how do you explain it to your daughter because your daughter is not she's accepted Islam through yourself yeah. so she it's how all old new is she? to she's her she's eight okay mashallah um, so, so yeah I've been well I've been Muslim since she was two okay so it's kind of been so she, yeah so yeah, she's aware she, yeah she's she knows no better yeah it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she's for her I mean we've always tried to do something yeah. we kind of change it up every year if I'm being very honest yeah but we've tried to do decorations we mm. have a Ramadan calendar mm. um, you know our, our, this year our focus rather than kind of doing uh, decorations and things like that just because honestly I'm expecting so I just have not had time to even buy anything or think about anything so you know it's like when you're at that time in your life so I've kind of tried to set her up with projects and one of the things she said to me was mommy we always we've got quite alhamdulillah quite a lot of Muslims on our road Mm -hmm. once um, once one day in Ramadan we cook for the road yeah I I tried to do that in the beginning on the first day I tried to give out a little bit of um, dates and fruits and mm, something something yeah. something and my, my my daughter knows this and you give this out to the neighbors yeah. and yeah. it's the preparation of those plates or goodie yeah. bag yeah. or boxes or whatever and she you loves do. to go and give them and yeah. she said to me mommy this year can we can we do something for the homeless mm. and i said yeah well, okay see, so we're going to make mm. food packs up and mm. give them to um noah food shelter oh, wow. in charlotte that's the plan yeah. so kind of trying to set up little projects with them so they yeah. can really feel about okay so ramadan i can't fast because i'm eight mm. so what am i gonna now how can i contribute yeah how can i contribute and what is ramadan about and yeah. if you know ramadan's about the best possible behavior yeah. then you know we should be giving mm. um so yeah. i think that's very good yeah. so uh, we are sorry ladies um heading for a break now um and uh, do join us back after the break because um we are going to be giving away um our friday giveaway so i'll give you more information about that after the break so uh do join us there um we are talking about uh, preparing ourselves for ramadan so if you've got any ideas that you'd like to share with us please do message them in but for now go refill your drinks hot drinks cold drinks whatever it is that you're having <laughs> and join us after the break inshallah assalamu alaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday, 3rd of May, at uh, and the time is now 10.30. I'm your host, uh, Neelam, and joining... I forgot my name there. <laughs> and joining me today in the studio is Sister Kulsoom and Sister Shana. So in the show so far, we have been discussing about Ramadan, how we are preparing for it, and how we are getting ourselves ready from it from an internal and external perspective. Um, as part of this month, um, I have decided to... Um, 
give away something to our listeners. Um, uh, so we are calling it the Friday giveaway, which inshallah will continue until the end of Ramadan. So um, one lucky winner last week walked away with the mug. She's probably sitting down listening today and sipping away her tea, coffee or something from that mug. So I'm going to hold it up for our Facebook uh, listeners to see what it is. So it's literally a mug with um, the must-haves in there, uh, a bar of chocolate, a biscuit, <laughs> a tea bag and um, the Inspire FM uh, shopping trolley coin, which is a lifesaver. So if you're ever a pound short, you actually have that coin and it's a key ring. So you can attach it to your key ring and um, never be short for a pound to use your shopping trolley. So all you have to do is uh, text into the studio and let me know what the topic of discussion today is and uh, your name and uh, the listener of whoever texts in, will be uh, picked at random and contacted after the show. Um, the number to text in on, I will get Sister Kulsoom to read that out on. Is 0779 Or you can call us. Can they call well, us? Um, I, think, I think texting. Text yeah, because you texting. have to let us know what the topic is. Yeah, so, so you can text So whatever's easier. Um, and uh, you will be... Um, contacted at the end of the show so get texting ladies uh so inshallah that'll be uh, somebody's mug today and next week they'll be drinking from that so there we go uh we are going to continue with the discussion because we were getting um how we are going to be preparing our children and Sh sister shana was saying that um for those that can't fast because they're quite young it's quite nice to get them involved in community-based activities mm. and and her daughter was um setting herself the target of actually um going to a homeless shelter and getting packs ready and giving it to the children there which is lovely and then we had um Kulsum who was saying that involve your children get them part of the iftar um my children um it's funny because i'll feed them dinner and then they're all set aside and um, they go I'm, to bed and they and i want them to go to bed but they're they're hanging around <laughs> because they're still hanging around because we're going to open our fast with you I said, but you just had dinner so. <laughs> this is meal two now but it's quite nice and on the weekends i do say to them okay you can have your dinner late and you can actually uh, share the meal with your father and i so we do um have that iftar with them as such so I do get them but it's just um, funny through the week I'm continuously saying to them no I need you to get into bed so that I can focus on me because it's very hard um, which is um, bringing me to the next question um, you, you know um, have you set yourself any goals and targets for this month what is it that you would like to achieve um, in this month that you think that you know it's it's difficult to try and do but you're going to make it happen this month well, I'll put that forward to Shana first. Okay, so um, because I won't be fasting as well, mm. so this is my first Ramadan ever since I've become Muslim that I'm not fasting. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, how can I connect mm. in other ways or feel like I'm offering something extra mm. to God? Um, so I've kind of set myself the target of I want to complete the Quran, which I've mm. never actually been able to do because, as sure. you say, when you have children yeah. and all of that stuff, we don't get to go to Tarawih or any of those yeah. things because you're with your children and things. So I've set myself the task of I'm going to read that in yeah. that time um, and I've also set myself the target of reading another book okay. so um, I'm choosing to read um, Humanity Before Religiosity by Hibby Bally Jeffrey you can read whatever book you like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I really wanted to read another book that I feel like would help me perhaps be reflect yes. and be beneficial so kind of set myself those two targets um, so that I'm kind of feel like I'm doing something mm. extra 
Um, but you know, sometimes. And but I've also prepared myself for the fact that I might not meet that target because mm. I'm also running around after a family yeah. and looking after children and cooking. But your and intention, but your, yeah, intention, your intention, which is the main thing, and that's yeah. what you want to do, and that's what you're going to aim to do. Yeah, so, inshallah. Whether you can do or not. Yeah, but yeah. I think intention um, in itself, inshallah, we will get rewarded for the intention, and it's very important. Um, I uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, um, my dad sent me a, a link of um, an imam talking at a mosque, and he said that when this month comes, what's really important, people start thinking, right, need to get the food preps done. And mm. naturally, as mums, we will start preparing food in advance so that it's easier for us to cook and we're not tied to the kitchen. But um, he said that start the month where you've actually cleansed your body, you've washed yourself, you've taken like a ghusl, and you've, you know, externally washed yourself, and then take each day where you are doing something that is purifying your heart. So do something different. And if it means that you can't complete the Quran or you can't, you know, as mm. as you said, read a page. Um, or one thing I really liked is it, he said, set yourself the target. Because I think with age, my memory's gone really bad and I can't memorize things now. So oh, yeah, I'm um, like he, he said, if you don't know a surah, but you've been wanting to learn it for so long, mm. this is the time. This is your opportunity. You know, pick a surah, maybe a short one. Yeah. Say, I'm going to do five and and pick a surah and say, right, that's it. I'm going to learn this and I'm going to do it. And you will be surprised how much when you're fasting your brain actually works so much better and yeah. you will get things done and you're, you're just so much more focused aren't yeah, you exactly so um so that's my tip there so you know learning learning a surah and um getting yourself getting your brain in, involved in it all and you know and once you've done that then it's something that you could take on for the rest of the year because that's a surah that you have learned and memorized in yeah that and month. i think actually th thinking out loud mm. when you're kind of doing something that you're then going to carry on with that it's always going to be something you have yeah i think that's a really beautiful thing to aim towards because i think that we all have you know our aspirations for ramadan and then ramadan finishes and we're kind of all a bit depressed and then yeah. life goes on yeah and you kind of you know you're never gonna sit, take make that time to sit and read this or, yeah you, yeah, you know, don't make so, the extra effort yeah, yeah. So I think if, you, if you've if you done something that you're then <coughs> going to retain, mm. whatever that is, whether mm. it's you've listened to a talk and you found, oh, I'm going to change the way I do this, or yeah. you've learned a surah, I think that will really be, be of benefit yeah, you know, I, to I, continue I, with And something. if you can get into a habit of reading the Quran every day mm. throughout Ramadan, perhaps even after Ramadan, you will still make that extra effort. When you do your wudu, you read your salah, mm. you know, just pick a ayah in the Quran and just read, even if it's just one ayah mm. a day, but you're still reading the Quran every day, even yeah. if it's just one yeah. ayah. Yeah. You know, and it can be straight after a namaz, so you're still in wudu, you're yeah. still in that um, state. You know, still in that state, and yeah. that's the best time to read. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try to do that, and literally it's just a couple of ayahs a day, yeah. but at least you're still reading yeah. every day. Yeah, that's fantastic. No? That's really good. And, and you can continue that. That's something yeah. you can continue. Yeah, and I think it's very hard because um, I think Shana and I had this discussion in a, a previous show with Sister Imrana that when we read our Salah, um, I don't know about yourself, but I always find that... Um, I've, I'm like, okay, I've got the kids' dinner out. I need yeah, to read my slides. Yeah, your mind's not to, focused. So, so, and the one thing which we are so blessed with, which I don't make use of, after my slide is the dua. So mm. it could be a simple dua of Allah guiding you, Allah blessing you, giving you good health, giving you... 
I don't make enough opportunity for that ibadah. So I, I'm, I promised myself that I'm going to leave the dishes. I'm going to try and not worry that that's not clean and that needs to get mm. done. And actually in that time mm. when I'm actually reading my salah, make that time for that ibadah and actually make a dua at the end of my I salah. I have to admit, I'm quite guilty of that myself. Yeah. But I used to say to my daughter, she used to read her salah and then straight away get up. And I said, well, mm. well you're a child. Your dua is the most important mm. thing you can do. Yeah. You know, be be greedy. You know, ask yes. for everything. Be thank you for ev- thankful for everything. Mm. But yet, when it comes to ourselves, like yourself, you know, we're mothers. We're running around and think, oh, okay, quickly, quickly. Uh, the only dua I ever make, and you know, and I know it's, it's never enough, is is for forgiveness. And then I always make dua for my parents. Yes, always. Yeah, sure. uh, I've never yeah. not made dua for my parents. I don't think. Yeah. But that is it. And then you just get up and you go. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's so bad because, like you said. We're that is rat race. You're yeah. in a rat yeah. race. And yeah. that is why we're doing our salah. So the dua is the most important. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa is listening to you. And that is your perfect opportunity. So mm. make the most of it. And yet mm. we don't. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, set your targets. And maybe that's one thing you need to just yeah. really aim on mm. doing. And, and the fasting person at the time of breaking your fast. Just take that the extra minute. that have been lifted. Yeah, of how the, the close minute you before, to a minute or two before, sit down. And just make those the was. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, there's a hadith to and say. And it's so, it, we know this, yeah, but yeah. we don't. We're just so wrapped into getting everything prepared and yeah. fiftar. The, the, the hadith is that the veils, the number of veils that are lifted between the fasting person and Allah is is you're the closest. So whatever you make dua for at that time, you know, inshallah Allah wills it, it, it will be answered. Mm. So, you know, it's very important that we take the time out to make dua for our children, our ummah, our parents, and yeah. we do that. So so dua is one of the the key things here, I think. Um, so do you have any bad habits that you'd like to stop this month? And how are you going to try and do that? Is it, is it a habit or something that you crave or something that you wish to, maybe a food habit or For something? For me, it's the sweet, sugary things. I yeah. really need to cut down on a lot of them. Food yeah. and snacking, yeah. snacking. I've last I think my, few months. My I one think, was grazing. <laughs> grazing. Yeah, yeah. I stop, snacking. I just need to stop. In the last few months, I've just been snacking. Maybe it's the winter. I don't know. Mm, I mean, yeah, you know. But yeah, and I'm so glad that Ramadan is here. Not for obviously just for the eating habits, but it one of them you, is to set. It sets yourself and it yeah. kind of cleanses yourself internally. And you know, physically as well. Yeah. So and I'm kind of glad it's giving us body a break. The and junk cupboard. And then the thing is, gets no, and, shun and then <laughs> the yeah. thing is, and then by the time when Ramadan comes, your your body's that those cravings have gone. Yeah. You know, so um, it's a good way mm. to cleanse yourself and get yeah. out of those habits. And for people who smoke or any diet habits, it's yeah. it's good if you're going to leave something, yeah. whether it be um, a habit of any sort. Yeah. This sugary is a good thing, smoking. Yeah. Smoking's a key one. I mean, you know, there are a lot of... Even if you don't stop, at least you cut down. Yeah. And if you can in that time frame, because they are, mashallah, quite long. I think we're mm. um, closing the fast at around three in the morning and opening them just after nine. So we are still having quite long fast. So if you can stop a habit in that duration of time, I think it's quite easy to say to yourself that you can really ease off this. Yeah, just now, I know, Shana, you're not fasting this month, but you, you have a husband who will be. So is there anything that you're going to encourage him or maybe try and stop a habit that he has? And how would you... Um, you know, is he a sugar eater like us or is he quite sensible? <laughs> I mean, he's, bless him, he just eats what I put in front of him. Oh, he's very good, I have to say, yeah. but fizzy drink, 
because mm. I do worry we have a family history of diabetes mm-hmm. um, so I do worry a lot because he's not a big he's not a sweet eater yeah. he doesn't overindulge in food really yeah. to be perfectly honest but I do worry about kind of the effects of fizzy drinks especially when you've been fasting and then yes. you, first thing you put in your body is a bottle of yeah. full fat coke yeah. so I do worry about that and I'm always nagging him about diabetes and yeah. things so if you're listening you're not having coke <laughs> <laughs> to bad habits <laughs> yeah which uh, Shana you've just reminded me I'm again going to be holding up a booklet which is available at the studio um, and it's called betterliving.co.uk I think there is a website on there that you can go yeah better living better hyphen living.co.uk um, and they have um, actually produced um, booklets in English Urdu Arabic Bengali in several languages I think in the studio I've just left English Urdu and um, Arabic so um, it talks about about Ramadan and type 2 diabetes it gives a practical guide as to um, what you can do before Ramadan during Ramadan and the key thing it tells you what to do after Ramadan because once you've put your body through that you have to make sure that you are staggering it at the end of Ramadan especially with type 2 diabetes where you're not putting your body in a shock of starvation and then a shock of food all of a sudden so it shows what foods that you can pick um, it tells you also if you are struggling and what the signs are um, and then obviously fasting is not for you and um, you can then pay your fidya for that and it also goes in um, explaining about that as well so it's a really good booklet and I find it very beneficial even for myself because it does give you some tips about what foods to eat which I did want to throw in today's show as well about what's um, what tips you could give perhaps to our listeners about what you found in suhoor time or if there are time was was really good or beneficial for you and one that I found um, especially at Suhoor time because it's one where you wake up and you think you're trying to wake yourself up and and get ready to have a meal here so I found it very um, I used I I always get up a bit earlier so I can sort of brace myself through each thing that I'm trying to eat (laughs) not that I eat that much but you know just so that I'm not rushing Um, but one that I did find was really beneficial was coconut water Ah, so just before it's hydrating because we are I mean May I mean we're not seeing it now but we do have moments of sunshine but and it can get quite hot so I found that drinking coconut water um, and not a lot of it because it is quite heavy um, but it does keep you very hydrated throughout the day and also just before closing um, my fast um, sliced cucumbers and that will stop you from having headaches now I first few days I was ah. suffering very bad with headaches and I had a friend of mine that said she suffers with headaches and she's found that actually eating cucumbers at last thing before closing her fast actually really helped her because the kajur is actually quite which in the Asian culture we call garam so it's quite it's a food that will make you heat up Mm. so if you have a cucumber it will have the opposite effect so it then balances it out so you don't feel um headaches and it actually worked so i i'm sticking to that my coconut water and cucumbers so keep them in in high supply i always always have to have my glass of milk Um, even if i don't eat anything i have to have a glass of milk Mm. i'm not really a heavy eater at the whole time Mm. okay um and for me, if I was to eat anything, it would be more cereal or, oh, and yeah. a glass of milk or something like that. And maybe a kajur, but oh, no. not more than that. Cereal, no. I can't do cereal. I get hungry with cereal and I don't believe that porridge I know, is I know, I know. Some people, they eat, eat a lot, especially yeah. um, in the Asian community. I think the trend is to eat a brata. 
Yes. Don't do, that. Do, don't, no. do that. don't do that. Don't do that. I don't know how. <laughs> People no. do. I don't know how. Well, I think, <laughs> um, does it because my my parents do. They, get they actually they don't have a bratta, but they'll actually have a chapati and whatever curry. Yeah, my parents. They will eat at that time because when it comes to um, iftar, my dad doesn't actually eat that much because they've got to go to drawi afterwards. So they said if I eat heavily then I'm dozing off at the Rawi yeah. so they, they will actually just have a very light iftar and they will save their appetite because I think between iftar and uh, suhoor it's not it's that not much that much long. it's a few so hours he will save it and say I'll just eat well at Sahur, so he does so maybe that's something we could try and do if you're not one that likes to eat at the time of fasting opening your fast if you don't want to have a heavy meal then maybe you mm. could save that meal for suhoor time and then eat lightly but fruits are good fruits mm. um watermelons for making, opening your fast opening fast yeah um, i think a lot i think there are a lot of um especially asian community like we were speaking earlier uh what they tend to do is do oily foods a lot mm. um samosas and pakoras and i know you all many of you are very guilty of that but it's not good because your your body's um is hungry for some goodness at that time so that's the time really you have your kajur have a glass of water have some fruit and then have a have a light meal mm. you know um i i have to admit the last year i didn't fry anything and i made mm. one side dish like a fruit bowl or something like that mm. and then it was straight to dinner mm. that was it yeah. mm. and it was great Mm. Um, and you don't feel like you're over bloated because that's what yeah. happens when you eat too much. You then feel exhausted mm, because your right, body's yeah. then trying to di- digest and, you know, yeah. um, and like you said, then at Dravi time, you're just, oh, you're nodding yeah, off. It's just not happening. Um, if you have just tuned in, we are talking about preparing ourselves for Ramadan from an internal and external perspective. Uh, we are looking at foods that we can eat to help our body, and we are looking at how we can spiritually cleanse our body and use this month to our benefit to get ourselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, we are also doing a Friday giveaway um, um, we have a mug here with which I said uh, has lots of goodies in there the key goodie is chocolate and biscuit um, and we also have the key for the shopping trolley so all you have to do is just text in and let me know what the topic of discussion is uh, along with your name and you'll be contacted a lucky winner will be contacted at the end of the show to say that they have won that mug so please do text in on on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. thank you text you can text or whatsapp so that's there for you so um uh I've actually got here, I know there's a lot of things going around on social media and things like that about um, Ramadan activity packs for kids and how to get the children involved. There's some lovely bits out there, actually, really, and I've actually made little packs for my children and I've actually taken the time out and made it age appropriate so they've actually got some word search which they're a bit more challenging words and they've got some where it's quite easy for the kids to find so I've packed it for because I've got 12 to 3 so I've got to vary Very. how I make my pack so um I've, there's some packs there but there are actually some things out there for adults as well so one of the ones that I did like is um, there's a checklist daily reminder for yourself so it, it's something you can create yourself each day when you're doing your fast you can just set aside of what's the deed of the day what's my Quran tracker and what's my prayer tracker mm-hmm. so they're the three things that really stood out to me so you can actually say to yourself okay the deed of the day what did I do and that could be as simple as did I smile at somebody did I um, check up on somebody check up on 
somebody yeah. and there's a list of here um feed a hungry person um did i help somebody out ask for forgiveness so um give gave charity so there's there's lots of um deeds good deeds that we can engage in which doesn't actually involve money um it could be yeah, simply I mean, you know us um and one thing i did promise Sal salma that i would mention in my show i know that brother Tarek did mention it again i have this lovely uh, calendar that i'm holding up um to in to the camera this is available um in the studio and i think if you go to the luton food bank website you can actually um get a copy downloaded from there and it's just it's a bit like an advent calendar so it just goes from uh, the beginning of ramadan to the end of ramadan and there's 15 um good actions that we can do and 15 reminders of food that we can donate so on day one of the ramadan it says begin the month with uh, the correct in intention and on day two it says long life milk so that's something that is a good reminder for us to say yes okay that's uh, something we can donate to the food bank and it's nice because they've actually specifically said what you can donate because I always struggle I think okay what can I give what can I give but to be actually told that actually mm. you can just give this it um, makes it easier so again that's available at the um, Inspire FM uh, uh, site you can come and collect it here at the studio or you can go onto the Luton Food Bank to uh, collect that so um, that's all the admin bits I've done all my admin bits so we're going back to um, uh, what uh, obstacles do you face in Ramadan do you face any obstacles you know what's the difficult challenge that you think well how am I going to overcome this last year I had this difficulty and I wasn't able to and I'm going to try and achieve it this year I think last year I struggled with Ramadan in the beginning mm. and uh, this year I tried to prepare a little bit earlier and the base, best way to prepare for that I did is um, I started to fast every Mondays and Thursdays okay. um, and I know that you can fast on the white days that which you told me about the 13th 14th and the 15th mm -hmm. of the month mm -hmm. um, of the lunar month I think it is mm -hmm. um, so I found that helped a lot and I'm hoping, <laughs> so I won't find it that hard, hard this year. Yeah. Because the first the few days, days, I do yeah. find it is the hardest. And after that, your body adjusts automatically, and yeah. you do get used to it. But I was dreading it last year. So this year, I've, I've started, alhamdulillah, I have started fasting beforehand. Although saying that, the last couple of weeks I was on holiday, I didn't fast at all. So um, fingers crossed. Inshallah. Mm, inshallah. inshallah. <laughs> yes. And, and Shana, is there anything that you think I'm going to try and do this year that, you know what, well, I found it very hard to overcome this last year and I'm going to really work on it this year? I mean, I guess in terms of things that I find difficult, are the things that I find difficult all the rest of the time as well. But then when you're fasting, you've got all <laughs> yeah. of that extra stuff. I mean, I, th I find the practicalities of being an imam and a wife and, mm. you know, running around after extended mm. family quite challenging sometimes. It's tiring. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of the things that we need to get down, like we've already discussed, kind of get in the way of you making that time to actually do what you're supposed and to I be doing. And I guess the secret to that is is to prioritise and just put those things on a back step But a also bit, yeah. delegate... There is absolutely yeah. no reason. But those things, very, like, things like cleaning the that's house. That's a really are, good I, tip because yeah. I find that very hard, delegating. I just think, oh, it's quicker if I do it. It's quicker yeah. if I do it. And but some but things really, I think... you need to... And I, everyone needs to you know step up to the plate a little bit i mean yeah. my my sister-in-law bless her she's a she's a real optimist lover um she's a nurse so she yeah. obviously works long hours yeah. um, she'll be fasting she lives at home with us and she yeah. was like i think that we should have a rotor of who's going to do what every day who's going to set the table yeah. who's going to do the dishes who's yeah. going to do this and that mm -hmm. and i kind of thought oh bless you 
<laughs> that's a really nice intention but will that happen in reality but yeah. in reality mm. but actually there's no reason why that can't if yeah. everybody is committed to the idea of supporting the entire household yeah. so I think that you know we do need to delegate more I think as women we do I'll just do it because it's easier or I'll it's just easier do it and quicker I don't have mm. to nag you 50 times to do it yeah. either and the last thing you want to be doing is saying could you please cut the fruit could you please cut the fruit could yeah. you please cut the fruit when it's just about to come, you know, come to that time where everyone's breaking their fast and you feel like you're in a bad mood because someone hasn't done that as you've asked them to do. Yeah. But I do think we need to create a culture in our homes yeah. of, of delegation and yes. support because I think a lot, I mean, I'm really lucky. Um, I have a very supportive extended family, mm-hmm. but I know for a lot of women, it is all on them to pre- prepare if to look after the children, put them to bed. And that's not fair. Yeah. Um, it's not part of our sunnah. Yeah. It's not part of our faith. And if we're going to change anything in Ramadan, I think for the women, especially men, get yeah. involved, cut well, some fruit, we are gonna head clean to the kitchen. The, uh, end of the show. So before I do, because I really did want to get some solid advice out to our listeners about what they can do. So if if I can get just one sound advice from yourself Kulsum about uh, my thing you... would be plan your life around your worship uh, not the other way around okay mm. okay that's my you. tip yeah. and I guess is delegation delegate Dele- yeah delegation. and everyone everyone do something yes. if everyone does something then not one person's doing everything don't worry yeah. about your household cleaning and things like that just leave that yeah focus on yourself this month thank you yes thank you very much um, so we are now actually uh, heading towards the end of our show um, uh, we will be texting a, a lucky winner at the end of the show to say who has won um, I'd like to thank my listeners for uh, tuning in and listening I hope the show has been beneficial and we've able we've been able to show you some ways of preparing yourself for Ramadan also to Shana and Kulsum for their positive input and invaluable input actually towards today's show um, I really appreciate that so thank you ladies for your contribution uh, little inspirational quote before I go fasting is a shield it will protect you from the hellfire and prevent you from sins thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.